time to screw the norms. To fit in, we often hide what's on our minds, who we really are, or who we want to be, or even what we want to do. But now you're having the right conversations. Here, we'll talk about sex, relationships, and mental health, and how they interact with each other and so many other aspects of life. Shame can't survive when we're honest and curious with each other and ourselves. It's time for your mind to scream less and for you to screw more. I'm Rachel Wright, a non-monogamous queer psychotherapist and your host. You've probably figured this out by yourself by now, but if you own a vulva, did you know that there is a three in five chance that having penetrative sex doesn't result in an orgasm? Enter Zumio. (laughs) Zumio is a -a one-of-a-kind toy with the sole purpose of providing a unique, stimulating experience. And guess what? It doesn't even vibrate. It rotates with a concentrated pinpoint energy that allows you to control how and where you use it. There are four different models specifically designed for your personal intensity preferences. And Zumio is great for vulva mapping and exploring the rest of your body, whether that is solo or with a partner. Check out www.myzumio.com slash Rachel. That's R-A-C-H-E-L for a special discount for the Right Conversations listeners and take control of your orgasms today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's episode 17 of The Right Conversations, and today is a solo episode, and it's a conversation about arousal non-concordance. Now, what does that even mean? Well, arousal non-concordance is also known as, I'm super turned on, but I'm not hard, or I'm super turned on, but I'm not wet. What is going on? And this is something that as a sex therapist, I hear all the time. Things like, I don't understand. I was really excited for this sexual interaction. And for whatever reason, my brain and body parts are not talking to each other properly. Or there's some sort of disconnect. Like, my brain is super into this person. And I find them so attractive. And everything feels so good. And yet... There's this lack of blood flow, which is creating either an inability or challenge in getting or maintaining an erection or lubrication in a vagina. So today we are going to go into exactly what arousal non-concordance is, what it isn't, and, you know, what, what we can do about it. So this is a phenomenon that happens most more so in humans who are assigned female at birth, um, people who have vulvas. However, we do know that arousal non-concordance affects people of all genders, including transgender, genderqueer, and non-binary folks, as well as intersex people. In the book, Come As You Are, uh, Emily Nagoski, who is a sex researcher who we just simply adore around these parts, finds out that there is about a 10% overlap between how women are responding to a situation and what stimuli they feel subjectively aroused by. This means that when a woman experiences vaginal lubrication, it does not 
automatically mean that they are aroused. I'm going to repeat that. When a woman, and in this case, we're talking about um, woman in research right now, in this research that we're talking about are people with vulvas and vaginas. So 10%, there's a 10% overlap between how women are responding to a situation and what stimuli they feel subjectively aroused by. So literally that means that the, when the vagina gets wet, it does not mean arousal automatically. Sit with that for a second. Now, for men, penis owners, Nagoski found in her research that there is a 50% overlap between genital response and subjective sexual arousal. So let's discuss, first of all, the types of arousal. According to the American Psychological Association, arousal is a state of excitement or energy expenditure linked to an emotion. So physiological arousal is arousal that's shown by physiological responses like increased blood flow, increased heart rate. And according to the International Society for Sexual Medicine, subjective sexual arousal is the active mental engagement in sex. So it is really important to differentiate these two types of arousal when we're talking about arousal non-concordance. So just again, to summarize, the APA, American Psychological Association, defines arousal as a state of excitement or energy expenditure linked to an emotion. The International Society for Sexual Medicine is the subjective sexual arousal in active mental engagement in sex. So when the physiological and subjective sexual arousal are not the same, that is when arousal non-concordance occurs. I want to quickly interrupt this episode to talk about my latest project with Best Self Co. If you don't already know, Best Self Co. is a brand with a range of simple yet meaningful tools that help people achieve their goals, be more productive, and create positive change in their life. I've had the pleasure of working with Best Self Co. on a few projects, the latest being their brand new Intimacy After Dark deck. This 150 card conversation deck is a tool for talking about and exploring sex to bring more connected intimacy into your life. The deck was designed with all relationship structures in mind and includes a conversation framework adapted and approved by me that guides you through consensual and comfortable conversations about sex. Best Self was so kind to provide a code to my listeners so that you can get your hands all over the Intimacy After Dark deck before it's gone. Use the code Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, during checkout at bestself.co and get 30% off the new Intimacy After Dark deck. That's bestself.co and code Rachel for 30% off the new After Dark deck. I want to thank Best Self Co. for being one of today's podcast sponsors. Now, back to our conversation. I want to talk about this from two different angles. I want to talk about the angle of why am I wet or why am I hard if I'm not turned on by something, by a sexual stimuli? And then also the angle of if I am turned on, why am I not hard or why am I not wet? So let's start with the first one. Why am I wet or hard if I'm not 
subjectively turned on by a sexual stimuli? Well, it's because it can be caused by a variety of factors. Genital lubrication and blood flow to the genitals in general is a very natural part of a human being's physiological functioning. Lubrication is essential to protecting vagina owners from injury or tearing, and it's a self-cleaning mechanism. So when you have heard people say the vagina is like a self-cleaning oven, part of that is creating lubrication that then comes out as discharge, and that helps keep the vagina clean, moist, and hopefully free from infection. Now, the vagina can also become wet from touch even if you do not find it arousing. So there was a, a study done by Balesa that shared that some women experience wetness during a pelvic exam or even during a sexual assault. And this may not make sense to some people because you're thinking, well, the, that person didn't want to be there. That's an uncomfortable situation. The body is physiologically responding to the touch rather than an indicator of sexual arousal. So, for example, if there is a sexual assault and you are in a position of potentially being penetrated unconsensually, your vagina, if you have a vagina, may lubricate itself in order to protect itself from injury or tearing, not because you are turned on by this non-consensual attack. This is really, really important because there are a lot of survivors of sexual assault that get very caught up or confused in why was I turned on? I didn't want to be there. It's a protective mechanism for yourself. So it's really important to remember that regardless of what genitals you have, wetness or interaction does not mean that that person is consenting to the activity. It could mean many different things, and we should all never assume that it means consent. Ever, 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 ever. Now, let's look at this from the other perspective. You're aroused, you're turned on, your brain is like, fuck yeah, this person is hot or these people are hot and I want to do this activity and why am I not hard or why am I not wet? So... Here are a couple things that you can do. Three, three things. Number one, you can use lube. I think that almost every sexual experience is enhanced with the use of lube. And there is a stigma around lube usage, like as though your body is broken or something. And that is just not true. As we're learning about, as we're talking through this, there are so many different reasons for this disconnect between brain and genitals. So if you use lube, sometimes it like reverse engineers the issue. So if you start using lube, if you're a vagina owner, your vagina will then feel wet, which will then trigger the brain to create natural lubrication. That can sometimes happen. Also, remember the clitoris. Oftentimes, a lack of wetness 
may not be arousal non-concordance. It could be that there hasn't been enough time stimulating the parts of the body that really make yourself lubricate. And then the third is to masturbate so that you can know your body best and really show your partner what stimulation you enjoy. Now, if you are a penis owner and you are having trouble getting hard, what I would suggest doing is basically the same thing. So in the same way about using lube, use some lube that you know is going to be safe for your partner and rub it on yourself, touch yourself. And in the same way that vulva owners need to remember the clitoris, you got to remember the tip of your penis and your scrotum your balls, and touch yourself. Touch yourself and, and think about things, continue to think about things that are arousing. And again, the third is the same, masturbate so that you know your body and you know what stimulation you enjoy. I want to share a quote from Emily Nagoski's TED Talk. Emily says, Arousal non-concordance happens with every emotional and motivational system we have. If my mouth waters when I bite into a wormy apple, does anybody say to me, you said no, but your body said yes? This quote is to help people understand that non-concordance happens in all aspects of our physiological experience. It's not just sexual. So arousal non-concordance doesn't have to only do with our genitals. When we're faced with an emotionally intense scenario, you are experiencing a physiological response and your reaction primarily has to do with the emotion of that stimuli, not the stimuli itself. Now to wrap things up, a 2012 study suggests that while men slash penis owners, experience more concordance in sexual behavior than women do, meaning that more often penis owners have a matching, oh, I'm turned on, that's hot, erection. This does not translate to all physiological states. The difference in sexual concordance does not translate to a difference with non-sexual arousal concordance. We all experience arousal non-concordance on similar levels. So really, to sum all of this up, genital wetness or an erection does not necessarily mean that your partners are aroused, and it doesn't necessarily and the lack of it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not aroused. You have to communicate and not just go off of our body's responses, because our body's responses are so complex and not as simple as. I want to be here. I'm turned on. And so my body's responding. I hope that this can bring you some peace of mind. If you have any questions around arousal non-concordance, please feel free to hit me up on Instagram or check out the next time I do an AMA and leave a question there. Thank you so much for joining me. Please don't forget to rate, follow, subscribe, review all the different things. Share this with a friend. You are so appreciated. And I will see you in our next episode. That's all for today, you sexy folks. What questions came to mind as you were listening? Continue the conversation with me over on Instagram at the right underscore Rachel. And don't forget, 
please leave a rating and a review so that we can continue erasing shame and stigma together. 